had the opportunity to spend the last couple days in Nashville. So Father Claydar and I and two other priests went down there. We road tripped down there and spent a few days there. We had a great time. Nashville's an awesome city. I don't know if you've ever been there. Listened to some great music, had some awesome food, the best French toast of my life. And, uh, and so coming back, we had a little adventure as well. We got really, really close to running out of gas. So we were doing the thing where, like, you know, we're watching the screen on the dashboard that says how many miles left do you have until empty, and we're looking at the GPS that says more miles left than what the car said. So we were all stressed out. Father Claydar's freaking out. He's, he's whining, he's crying a little bit. <laughs> but we finally made it, and all I could think was, man, I can't wait to tell people about this at Mass tomorrow. <laughs> but our guardian angels got us there. We had a great trip. And it wasn't just a vacation trip, we had a, a purpose for going down there. So we have a friend, in, she's from Rockford, but now she's in Nashville. She's part of the Dominican sisters there. And so we went down there for her first vows that she made yesterday. She made them with five other young women. And we were at that mass. Um, and again, we were with the Dominican sisters, their whole community was there to support these sisters to make their first vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience. So they've been living with the community for the last couple years, praying with them, getting to know them, working with them, all of those things. But now they have finally made those vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience. And if you've ever spent time with a religious community of nuns, you know how joyful they are. It was such an awesome experience to be there at the Mass, to pray with them, to hear them singing their beautiful voices, and then to spend that time with them afterwards, and again, just to see how joyful and peaceful they are, how much they love Jesus Christ, and they love living life and serving Him. And I thought it was amazing to see that because on the one hand, we see the joy and we think, man, that's an awesome thing. How do I get some of that? And then on the other hand, we see them saying, okay, I'm vowing poverty, chastity, and obedience. And that's exactly the opposite of what the world tells us will make us happy, isn't it? The world tells us that we need money and sex and power, and that's what's gonna make us happy. And yet, we see these Dominican sisters vowing poverty, chastity, and obedience, and having that true peace, that true inner happiness. It's amazing. If we think about what they're actually doing, they vow poverty. They vow to actually give up everything that they own. Now they're taken care of, they have a place to live, they have things, uh, food to eat, and all of that kind of thing. They're taken care of, but they don't have personal possessions. They don't have a car. They don't have any property. They don't have a cell phone, you know? They give all of that up so that they can be totally free from all of those things, totally free from attachment to those things, so that they can give themselves fully to Jesus Christ. They make that vow of chastity, where they choose not to get married, but rather to give themselves fully to Jesus Christ to truly have Jesus Christ as their spouse, as their beloved, whom they are giving themselves to as a total gift. What a beautiful thing that is. And then they promise obedience as well. They give up total control over the decisions that are made in their lives, where they go, what they're gonna do, what they're gonna study, all of those things are chosen for them by somebody else. And yet it's in that obedience that they find real freedom. 
It's so beautiful, brothers and sisters. It was a blessing to be there and to see the witness of those young women, to give themselves totally over to Jesus Christ, to live out the gospel message, and then we see the effects that that has in a person, to give them real happiness and real freedom. Again, this is totally opposite of what the world tells us, that we need things, we need money, we need relationships, we need power, we need to be our own God. And yet, that's where sadness comes from. That's where depression comes from. That's where anxiety comes from. Pride is at the root of all of those things. And this is what we hear Jesus saying in our gospel today. Store up for yourselves treasure in heaven. Don't store up those earthly things. Rather, be rich in the things that are going to last eternally. Be rich in your relationship with God your Father. The things that no thief can reach nor moth destroy. Because where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. And then he goes on further to talk about how we're meant to be prepared for the coming of Jesus Christ. He will come again, brothers and sisters. That's something that we know for sure. But the thing we don't know is when that's going to happen. And he says that here. It's going to be at an unexpected time. It's going to happen when we least expect it. Jesus is going to come back, and we are going to have to uh, give an account of our lives. So we're meant to be diligent, we're meant to be vigilant, and uh, persevere in our preparations for the coming of our Master. And so this is a question we all should ask ourselves, am I ready for Jesus Christ? If he came back this afternoon, which he could, would I be ready for that? Would I run to him confidently and say, Lord, here's what I've done. I'm so ready for you. I can't wait to live in the kingdom. Or would we be more inclined to hide at this point? It's a question we should all consider in our own lives. But I would suggest to you today, brothers and sisters, that a big way that we can continuously prepare for the coming of Jesus Christ is by striving to live out those same virtues of poverty, chastity, and obedience. Maybe not in the same way necessarily as religious sisters do, or to the same extent necessarily, but we all can live those out in certain ways in our lives. So let's think about poverty. Are there things in your life that are getting in the way of Jesus Christ? Do you spend too much time thinking about things and your possessions and the thing that you want to buy next? Do you put too much trust in your money and not enough trust in Jesus Christ? Is your desire for stuff getting in the way, getting in the way of your desire for Jesus Christ? If it is, work on getting rid of that clutter. Get rid of the stuff in your life so that you can give yourself more fully over to Jesus Christ. We can all live out chastity as well. So chastity just means living out your sexuality in a way that is appropriate for your state in life. So we are all called to chastity. For those of us who are unmarried, not in a sacramental marriage, or possibly for an unbaptized person in a valid natural marriage, we're called to total celibacy. We're called to no sexual activity outside of that sacramental covenant. And within that context, that activity is always called to be 
unitive, and procreative. And it's by following these things that we use ourselves or we give ourselves in the way that God intended, in a holy way and in a truly loving and fulfilling way. And lastly, we can work on obedience as well. Now, we don't have a mother superior or a superior general in our own lives to tell us what to do, but we can listen for the voice of Jesus Christ. And so the question is, are you spending any time listening to what Jesus is trying to tell you? Are you open in any way to his will in your life? Are you asking for the courage to be able to fulfill that will, whatever it might be? And again, it's in doing these things that we will be constantly preparing for the return of our master, Jesus Christ. And it's also in doing these things that we will find true happiness, true peace, true joy, so that we can confidently proclaim the gospel and be real witnesses to the love of Jesus Christ in the world. Brothers and sisters, let us continue our efforts to do these things, to be good and holy and vigilant servants, so that when Jesus Christ comes back, when we meet him, we can run to him with joy and hopefully hear those beautiful words, well done, my good and faithful servant.